Hello and welcome to New Retirement Thinking. I'm joining studio now by uh, Nimisha Bowen. She's Head of Product Development and Analysis at Alexander Forbes, as well as Dani Fenter, an advisory partner at Citadel. Welcome to the both of you. Um, we're going to be taking a look at um, you know, how one processes um, news while they're um, planning for retirement. And I want to start off by painting um, what is arguably one of the biggest stories of the last while, and that's how Steinhoff um, hit a lot of um, um, pension and uh, investment funds. How does a uh, person who's planning for retirement factor this into um, their strategy? So from my perspective, I would definitely say it all depends on where you are in your in, in your lifetime. If you're a young, younger type of person where you've got a high conviction call and you can make and you've got time to see through various business cycles and, and equity markets and experiences within them. Generally, younger type of person wants to have a high conviction portfolio. Now, a lot of people in the market do, and do know the Coronation Top 20 type fund, where it's a high conviction equity allocation, and those stocks are made to grow for quite, uh, in business cycles, they can, can you give you quite a superior uh, offering. But when volatility, as you mentioned earlier, comes into the market, you want quite a diversified portfolio. Now, remember, Regulations do apply to retirement products and they are regulated by pension 20, uh, the Pension Funds Act Regulation 28. Um, so it's building up a strategy within the growth assets, growth assets being your property, listed property and listed equity in that space, and determining which strategy to, to incorporate. A person that's nearing retirement, I would say find a unit trust vehicle if your portfolio is not big enough to, to acquire a unit trust that's fully diversified and doesn't have big single stock counters. So there might be funds that have significant exposure to Steinhoff and Nasdaq currently. Mm -hmm. And then there might be other funds that's diversified away that risk completely, which caps out uh, current uh, Nasdaq positions at 10% instead of market weight 23%. So those are all things to discuss with your financial advisor as you develop your personalized product and personalized strategy to achieving your goal. Mm -hmm. I think the key thing for me is once you put a plan in place, uh, hopefully with the advice of your um, uh, financial planner, the key is to stick the course. Um, so the difficulty is in knowing when noisy things like this happen. What is noise that I need to act on? And what is noise that, that should just pass? Um, and that also links back to exactly where you are uh, in your investment journey. Um, the younger you are and the earlier you start, the more time you have to run the course because it's the time in the market that's more important yeah. than timing getting in and getting out of the market. Yeah. And the closer you are to retirement, then uh, div diversification plays a much uh, larger part in that. Mm. But that is, that is a, so I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. And is, is it the only factor to con consider um, when looking at, at the noise um, you know, that, that comes out during these, these cycles? Is it just you know, looking at time in, in the market other than just um, seeing when to get in and when to get out of certain um, investments? Well, again, just to take it back to numbers, if we look at the return profile of the last three years, so bonds and cash has been your top performing asset class. Now, I always tell my clients, when it, it depends on how you're going to react in that environment. And it's difficult for me as a person that doesn't know the person on the other side of the table. So that personal relationship is very important when discussing these with clients. But I, I need to understand how you're going to react in that deep that occurrence that's not uh, an anomaly, let's call it that. And the reason why I'm saying that is if you're a business operator, and you can't outperform what you can get in the bank in terms of you can't grow your business at a faster rate. 
then you should actually just close up shop and put in in cash, right? I mean, that makes more sense. You'll get higher return in cash market than what you will in, in operating a business. Now, that goes for all equities listed on the exchange. If they cumulatively can't outperform cash and bonds, then theoretically they should close up shop and put their cash in the bank. But we know that business cycles do occur. Mm -hmm. And I need to understand my client's responsibility, or not responsibility, reaction in the occurrence of dead markets and dead markets where equities give you sub-inflation beating returns over time. And again, it comes back to what I said earlier, is how far are you from retirement? Can you experience it at retirement, yes or no? Mm -hmm. Because remembering that during retirement, you still need a significant allocation to to equities, growth assets, in order to see through the next 20, 30 years of your lifetime. Mm. And Misha, very quickly, I mean, you, your one strong point is that you, you do have to start early with this, with this exercises. You do have to start early, but once you set an investment objective, you have to process uh, the noise that's happening relative to that uh, objective. A lot of people talk about risk and what is too much risk and uh, how much in Steinhoff would have been too risky. But how you define risk is always related back to what you're trying to achieve. So the shift in thinking in the industry is that we are no longer targeting a pot of money at retirement. What are you actually targeting? You're targeting an income in retirement. And with people living longer, that adds extra complications into it. So if the, the assets that you have, your savings, are moving in line with the price of purchasing that income at retirement, then you should be okay. Let's hit pause on the conversation. Do join us after the break. Welcome back to New Retirement Thinking. My name is Sameh Zake. In studio with me is Nimisha Bawan. She is Head of Investment Advisory at Alexander Forbes Investment, as well as Dani Fenter, an advisory partner at Citadel. Um, so, Dani, I want to start off with you in, in, in this segment and uh, a bit um, somewhat controversial at times. Um, you know, you've, you've mentioned that uh, mixing up saving methods for retirement can often yield better um, returns. How so? So this is a very controversial topic if you come through the studies and, and all these things. And, and what I, I just ran basic numbers. Uh, it gets a little bit tricky in the end, but, but what, I, what I found is a lot of people that, or youngsters that are approached by financial advisors told, here's your retirement annuity or here's your pension fund. Please just invest in this and make sure you get the tax reduction now and you'll be fine when you retire. Obviously, these things need to be reviewed on an ongoing basis. At minimum, each year, that's my suggestion because things do change in life. But what people or the salesmen in the world obviously often forget is, yeah, that retirement annuity is now booked in and, it's, and helping that person that's investing at retirement. But, what, but life does happen. You need liquidity. If something happens four or five years from now and you can't work for two or three or six months, whatever the number may be, you can't withdraw funds from your retirement funds. It's only available after age 55. Alternatively, if you're disabled, but, but that's not the point here we're discussing today. Um, and what I found is if you start using alternative vehicles such as your tax-free savings, and that was what the, what the article was about, or just normal unit trust discretionary investments, you can achieve a very similar retirement position. And the reason why I make that argument, and, and a lot of people forget that, is when you convert your pension or retirement annuity into a product that pays you a pension post-retirement, remember that institution pays the tax man before he pays you. Mm -hmm. 
And with discretionary capital, we pay capital gains tax, whereas the pension I pay you, you, you're taxed as income. Now, everybody knows the marginal tax rates in South Africa and it can go up to 45%, which makes a significant change to the way you plan in retirement, prior to retirement. So yeah. what investment vehicle is best? So that's why I always suggest to my clients, generally, or youngsters, I, I, I normally recommend about a 15% allocation to retirement products. If you can drop down the tax scales by increasing the contribution, that has to be critically evaluated, but then definitely making use of tax-friendly uh, vehicles on the side as yeah. well, such as the tax-free savings uh, vehicle, etc. Mm -hmm. and, and that combination at retirement, just it relieves the pressure so much at retirement because we've got that little lever we can pull if yeah. there's an emergency in retirement because once I pay you a pension out of a pension structure, that's it. There's nothing. If, you, if yeah. you're in a car accident and need to replace a vehicle, if you can't afford it from a cash flow monthly perspective and you need capital to buy that car, there's not much I can do for you. Yeah. Amisha? I think it's important to look at the whole picture. So not only is it your formal retirement savings, as mentioned, you have your discretionary savings, but there are other things like your property. Where does that feature? So one has to look at the, the whole picture. And we often talk about diversification in terms of asset classes, the way you invest in, but you also have to diversify um, your income sources. So even mm -hmm. in retirement, that's what you're alluding to. And I can't stress the importance of having your emergency savings set up and you know, being liquid for uh, the rainy day. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I want to look at, uh, you know, you mentioned that um, the, the whole tax savings um, aspect. A lot of people chase this tax savings that, um, or the, re the returns, I should mm. say, that, you know, the more you invest, the more the tax man gives you back. Is there a danger in, um, in chasing that? There is a danger in terms of simplifying your retirement planning too much. Because you'll be invested in one product, and that product in this case would be a pension or provident fund. So if you just keep chasing this tax deduction the whole way, remember yeah. when you look at asset allocation within that wrapper, may it be a retirement annuity, provident fund, pension fund, is restricted. I can't take more than 25 or now it's 30% uh, abroad. And I can't invest more than 75% into equities. Now, a lot of asset managers say, well, we're comfortable with that because our top 40 is major, majors are all global foreign earnings. Mm -hmm. But are we then saying that Nasbash is the best company in media space in the world, or would you rather own another company that plays a better role? So discretionary investments, they can acquire companies that are globally listed uh, by various means, asset swaps, and we won't go into that today. But your, re your retirement space is very concentrated in the rules that are laid out to protect investors in some courses, but also it can hinder against performance if you, if you look at, at currency movements. Mm. Uh, Michelle, you mentioned something earlier on about looking at some of the behavioral aspects um, uh, when looking at, at retirement. Do you want to expand on that? Yes, there's an entire um, uh, area of study called behavioral finance, and often the way investors react um, is not the most rational way of reacting. So you mentioned when there's noise in the market, how should one react? Uh, there are many biases where you end up, you're your own worst enemy, and you end up um, selling high and buying low. So again, it's about interpreting the noise and, and, and staying the course, um, and also getting the professionals to do it on your behalf, and also getting the right advice, because your journey is your individual journey. Mm. And that's, that's what it's really about. It's um, a journey, and I think, um, Danny, you encapsulated the best when you say life happens, and you need to take that into, into consideration. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think the key point in planning for retirement, please don't think it's a single structure 
solution. Don't think it's a single point in time because life happens after you've retired mm -hmm. as well. And, and what often happens, and, and a consultant, a financial advisor or wealth manager would be able to illustrate things that will happen to a, a retiree post-retirement. You can imagine a person that's been a businessman for his whole life reaching the day that he sells his business, now he's retired and doing nothing. Those are differences, nuances, and those are behaviors that we need to explore and discuss in planning a strategy for retirement. Let's leave it there, and that's all we have time for. For this installment of New Retirement Thinking from me and the rest of the team, goodbye.